0: Okay, here we go. Hello, I'm Jill Whittler, and uh, these are my co-hosts, Deb Beatty and Kendra Domenico. We'd like to welcome you to our very first podcast, Coaches on Edge, a weekly discussion about everything and anything related to coaching. Everything is on the table with us as we talk about the ins and outs of this crazy, amazing, frustrating, and awesome business of figure skating coaching and coaching in general. So Deb how's it going today?
1: I'm good thank you Joe. Um, it's just a beautiful day today and I'm excited to try this new thing out um, and it's really nice to meet you Kendra.
0: Awesome all right and Kendra how are things out your way out in the beautiful Rocky Mountains?
2: well it's cool and we got a little bit of smoke from the fires down in uh oh that's right western part of the united states
0: you guys are getting that too eh
2: yeah yeah but i think we're faring much better than other places in Western Canada, so we, uh, yeah, we're doing good, and it's, yeah, so it's a crisp, cool fall day, and, yeah, happy to be joining you both on this um, adventure of our podcast.
0: Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, for those of you listening, this is our, this is like our second attempt, actually maybe our third or fourth, because we're still <laughs> working out the kinks in the technology, and we keep losing our signals, so hopefully we last. <laughs> <laughs> yes so, I so. yeah, exactly fingers crossed so I guess we should talk a little bit about ourselves so our listeners know who we are and why we feel we kind of have the expertise and the know-how to talk about coaching even so um Deb how about we start with you could you maybe tell us how long you've been coaching and maybe a little bit about why you wanted to do a podcast about coaching
1: okay well I've been coaching for 20 and a half years um, it's gone by so quickly uh, it's it's been a rewarding um, career um, along with of course the disappointments of just each I don't know how you put it Um, each season uh-huh. of the coaching career of um, figure skating it's i love the sport i love skating period so even if i wasn't coaching i would still be skating some way shape or form um and at a personal level and um just enjoying it yeah every day or week or mm-hmm. what have you um i've i started at age 3 in skating I um, later on in a a later year later years I began skating at uh, for fit in the figure skating field at age uh, 10 so I kind of stay I started skating Mm -hmm. uh, for the figure skating aspect of it I would say at a later age Mm -hmm. than most kids start um, in figure skating so I just um went into it. I loved it. I passed on, uh, through the Canscape program, um, went into the one-on-one or as we put it, um, with a professional coach Mm -hmm. with doing private lessons and got into doing the, um, dancing on ice and passed through into the silver, silver bronze, as we would, we would classify that, um, back then. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean
0: senior, um, senior bronze? New. Is that senior bronze you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: senior, senior bronze. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, now as we, we, um,
0: I know it's all different now, with into our, yeah, our our now yeah, our starting systems. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, um, I feel like a little McFuddled here, but at the same it's time, I'm, um, yeah, so it, it's, it's been fun and I've kept skating in my life through all these years on and off uh, and uh, I started my coaching career even in, at a later date and time in my life um, personally in my late 30s and got certified and started coaching and have been now I'm 55 and yeah, so it's um, wow. You you did start coaching many. a little later, eh? I did, I did. Yes, where most of my colleagues are these youngins, uh, and i saw <laughs> uh, still in their late teens, early twenties, and I mean it's wonderful. But um, yeah, so and it's been a good career career, and so yeah, that's kind of my yeah. story.
0: Fantastic, <laughs> thank you. That's awesome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Now, Kendra, <laughs> what about you? What's your story with coaching?
2: Oh, it's, it's great to listen to other people's background. And, and when you put this question out there, I'm like, oh, how much time have you got?
0: <laughs> I know. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. We could go on and on.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so quickly, I guess um, the sport of skating or figure skating as well, very similar to Deb. Um, my family introduced me to um, being on the ice at a very young age, two and a half, three years old. <laughs> and um, I just stuck with it year after year. There happened to be great programming in the community that I lived in with the, the. I don't even know if it was called Canscape back then, but the badge. Yeah, I think it was
0: Cansgate NST. Wait, did it ever used to be right. NST, I think? And then, Yeah. yeah.
2: I can picture the badges. But yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> and I remember having a little carpool um, group in our neighborhood, and I remember my mom lacing up my skates with my hard guards on at home and walking down the street to get into <laughs> the neighbor's car. <laughs> so you know, whatever awesome. whatever needed to be done to get me to that rink, you know, I was I was on it and started early morning skating mm-hmm. at a very young age and um just had the fire lit inside me that this was something that I was passionate about and loved doing you know I was not signed up for soccer and I loved we have a summer cottage so I loved being in the water mm-hmm. and took swimming lessons and learned to water ski and we had a beautiful ski hill in our community mm-hmm. so you know we did dabbled in downhill skiing and dance classes and gymnastics and you name it but every year Kendra, what would you like to do this year? <laughs> Back to the rink. That's go. amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. So then I reached, um, I started in getting into more competitions and uh, decided to make the leap of faith and uh, move to a, a Vancouver wow. to join a more competitive um, environment uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so that brought with it lots of challenges, but um, my passion for doing what I love just, you know, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, above and beyond just gave me the strength to keep going mm-hmm. um, through injuries, through teenage <laughs> woes of ups and downs through <laughs> maybe the not not the best living conditions with the families that I was set up with to live with, you know, but um, you know, the passion to be on the ice uh day after day, week after week, month after month. And so yeah, and then I finished high school and I joined a professional um ice show in Europe called Holiday and Ice. Okay. Nice. So, yeah, so I did that for a couple of years and then came back after traveling and thought, you know, um, let's see what coaching's all about. So, yeah, I just jumped in and uh, joined some clubs and some coaches for some mentoring, took all my coaching courses. Um, and that landed me in Canmore where I first met. Jill. Yeah,
0: well, I think <laughs> so, we didn't we first meet in Banff?
2: Well, yes. yes.
0: Yeah. One, yeah, and that's a story. One of the yeah, music. yeah, that's a story in itself. Because Deb, when Kendra and I first met, I was a little bit adversarial with Kendra. <laughs> go, Whoa. go, Because you know, I'm never Whoa. like that. Um, <laughs> and part of it was because the executive at the time, it kind of set us both up for for different things and telling us each that, if I remember correctly, that we were each going to be head coach or something.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. There was some...
0: It was just a, it was just crazy. And so anyways, but once I got to know Kendra, I, I think it's safe to say we became pretty good friends. Eh? Yeah. Pretty
2: good friends and colleagues. And we realized that I think we were both in it for the same reason. Yeah. Um, and wanted to make the most of, um, yeah, passing on our knowledge to the sport and to the kids and to the families and uh, just sharing our passion for sure. Yeah, we, we, were, we were in it for the right reasons. So. I, I Well, I like to think, you know, anyways, again, we've got,
0: there's so much stuff we could talk about on each podcast. And this is just such a huge, there, there's so much depth to this topic, right? So um, yes. <laughs> we're going to have to make notes as we do this for different ideas for each podcast, because there's so much we can discuss and explore and um sure. yeah but thank you for sharing that Kendra that's amazing yeah it's More awesome my,
2: my my background of, of being introduced to the sport rather than <laughs> so much of coaching but, but um, I, that's
0: so important I mean how we I, I really feel our background in the sport really colors and shapes how we coach and why we coach don't you think
2: I would think so. yeah yes yeah,
0: yeah. like I am um, I'm much like you guys I got into it very early um I didn't go into it because I loved it. My parents made me go in it because I was a very, very shy child. So shy that um, I couldn't even look people in the eye. Um, Strangers would say hi to me and I would cry. I I was just, I couldn't deal with outside stimuli. And so my parents, thinking that it would help to socialize me, put me in skating. And I got to tell you, I hated it. Like, I hated it until until <laughs> you're gonna laugh um they mm-hmm. made me go on my first competition and again I I fought them tooth and nail I did not want to be out there I felt so naked and vulnerable out there I didn't I just hated it went out there and I was competing against my best friend at the time Donna McKinnon <laughs> <laughs> and we went out and I, I still remember this my music started I had my little solo I think it was uh, was puppets or something like that, the music. And, and I, I just, I felt like alien. I felt like I couldn't control my limbs and I walked through it and I just, I, I was awful. And I got dead last. But my Aww. best friend, Donna, got second. Mm-hmm.
2: And it was
0: in that moment that my competitive nature was born. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and I vowed then and there I would never feel that way again. And I don't know if it was that that fostered my love of it or if it was just the feeling of jumping and flying because I loved to jump. Um, And so I started just doing it more and loving it more. And then all of a sudden, you know how it goes. I'm getting a competitive coach. And then by the time I was 11, I was living away from home um, over the summers and on weekends and skipping school every day, you know, like one or two days a week and the whole shebang. Um, and Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to coach. I really had no interest in it. And and again, this is a topic for another podcast, but my competitive coach at the time was perhaps not the nicest person. And, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of damage was done. uh, not physically, but psychologically. And it, it almost made me quit the sport for good. I lost my love of it. Um, and I, I decided to coach because I wanted to do better and be better than that. And, and Mm -hmm. whether or not I succeeded, I don't know. Cause as I got into it, I realized that it wasn't so easy and it was really easy to, to screw up, you know, but (laughs) it is like, it's so hard. It is, it's so hard, but anyways, that's a little bit of my story and why I got into coaching. So I think between us all, Interesting. yeah, we have a lot of uh, experience and uh, stories to share, I feel.
1: Yeah, experience yeah. and different aspects or different ways of how we got into skating and how we fell in love with the sport mm-hmm. and just the the whole realm of the atmosphere of skating and then our desire to want to... Keep doing that and falling into the coaching realm of of life of mm-hmm. the career. Yeah, yeah, interesting.
2: Yeah. Very. yeah, it's interesting. I think Jill that you have shared some of those things with me in mm-hmm. the past, and and then it just gets tucked away, <laughs> and we keep coming back whenever we catch up um, to the present times, yeah. and um, yeah, and we we kind of forget those backgrounds and it's nice to touch base on that again it is. and um, yeah. yeah and then maybe it gives you a new perspective of maybe what some of your athletes might be going through yeah. or exactly why they're involved in the sport do they have parents that are making them do oh. it
0: are <laughs> that's they, a whole other podcast <laughs> that is that is
2: are they the ones that are self-motivated you know what you know and how can we as coaches and that's one of the reasons probably why i got have stuck with coaching for so long as uh, you know one of my philosophies has been that I'm you know we really are with those kids for a short period of time yes and if we can touch their lives in some way in a positive way and be a mentor and um, I bumped into a skating mom Jill in Banff at who I haven't seen in years her girls are all grown up and finished university and off on their own now but you know it's those relationships yeah. that you've made um mm-hmm. throughout the years that you know it brings a smile to your face when you see them again and you know that um and they give you a big smile back and you know that you've touched their lives yeah. in, a, in a special way the, these little girls were um at my wedding Aww. they came to the hospital and visited me when I had my babies and, yeah you know, so it's it's yeah, you form those
1: special time. relationships, mm-hmm. like yeah. they're strong and they mean something to you. So, oh,
0: sure. yeah, yeah. And you know what? You yeah. kind of segued into my next topic like, what are the things <laughs> that we love most about coaching? So, obviously, Kendra and Deb, like, those relationships are like primary. I mean, and I, I kind of look at it as making a difference, like, I want to make a difference. I used to say. I want my students to leave the sport loving it as much as when they started, you know, Mm -hmm. that was kind of my goal. And then as life went on and I got more involved in coaching and, and, you know, working with different personality type types and seeing all the political stuff with it, I, I kind of even dialed that back. And I just wanted, you know, to help kids to, to feel good about themselves. And that's really kind of all that it came. But it took me a while to get there, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, it does take time.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. Deb, what is it that you love about coaching?
1: Well, of course, it's the children, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I, um, I'm i more of the can skate kind of coach. Um, even though I've had opportunities to carry that on, to go further, to go higher, I always my heart is always with the skate level kids and um, it's just a way of being able to just stick around with the little ones and mm-hmm. uh, I just love giving them that first step Yeah. Um, giving them that fundamental base strong base of being able to give them those first steps it's just like when we have our children mm-hmm. and we we, we have, the, have our children and we can't wait for them to take that first step. It's so exciting mm-hmm. when they learn how I to I know,
0: right? So yeah.
1: it's the same way with skating for me, with seeing these little people that are <laughs> so afraid of you, for one, and developing that trust with them to say, I want to be your new friend. It's so important Mm -hmm. and um, giving them that safety of feeling that this is a fun thing to do Mm -hmm. and teaching them that um, and them overcoming such a simple thing and feeling comfortable in stepping onto the ice and giving them that joy Mm -hmm. of wanting to come back and teaching them again those fundamental things they need in order to skate and to give them that ability and confidence. It's, it's so important to me to give them that.
0: And Deb, Um, I I have to, because Kendra has never seen you coach and I've worked with you now for 10 years now, (laughs) a a while. And Kendra, I got to tell you, Deb is like magic with the wee ones. Oh my God. She's just, And, and she knows how to run her end of the ice, her session. Like we've worked together where I've been in charge of can skate. And I know if I've got Deb in the pre-can, I don't have to do anything. She takes over. I can trust that it's looked after. I can like it's, and she is the patience of a saint. You're so, so much more patient than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Because I am not patient and Deb is very patient. She's yeah. So
2: amazing. See, I
1: love that part of the skating, um, the how Skate Canada, how our how our structure is out there on the ice. And I just love the program the way that it is Mm
0: -hmm. today.
1: And I've enjoyed it even from the past Mm -hmm. um, because you can be creative with the kids and uh, just being able to give them that and just let them go to the next part mm-hmm. of their skating and see them it's like watching your children learning and leaving <laughs> and uh going on <laughs> yeah. to the next thing like okay the next uh year of school it's, sure. it's kind of like that um but and then as they grow and as they get older and as you see their talent and as you are over here on the other side and you're watching them still and you know they're going to go on they're going to carry on because they love it that much mm-hmm. and then they you you do you see their talent and yeah. you see them growing and you see them having a professional coach teaching them and they go further and compete and then years later you like you were saying Kendra you 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 meet these people and they're like oh my god you're the skating coach that taught me how to skate (laughs) and it's so true yeah I love that so much and you just feel like you're gonna start crying and (laughs) it's like a whole new like family reunion so yeah oh and and of course just teaching just teaching new things and um uh being just just all of it. I, I yeah. get excited when I talk about it because I just, uh, I'm, I get all, uh, it's, there's so much just that's going on in my brain.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: But, um, and it's like, Oh, we're only, we <laughs> only have a certain amount of time to talk about this. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. okay. Hey, so it's all good. <laughs> the, passion, the passion of skating and the love of skating and coaching, um, is there, um, yeah. although I've made that change of um, semi-retiring, and uh, it's a sad time right now. Um, it's a happy time, too, because it's it's something to look forward to, um, even with our world having such mm-hmm. chaos or change and just yeah. the unknown. And I'm still hoping that yeah. there might be something left for me to do with coaching. Oh my so we'll goodness. Oh, of course that, there is. That in itself yeah. is so much.
0: <laughs> well, that I know, like, I, I, I think we need to do an entirely new podcast on, you know, retiring from coaching or when it's time to leave yes. and all that sort of stuff. That's right? huge. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for, yeah.
2: Sure. for sure. Well, and something that resonated when I was listening to Deb there um, and thinking about myself, to, I think once you become a parent, you're a different kind oh, of coach. Yes, um, ding, 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 ding.
0: So true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very true.
2: So that's huge. I mean, I've, I have worked and mentored handfuls of lovely, lovely teenagers and young people mm-hmm. who have mm-hmm. a knack and a passion and patience with little people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and um, they're lovely and wonderful. Um, and I have to say that the moment I became a parent, <laughs> you know, you soften a little bit around the edges and you realize that, you know, these demands or these expectations mm-hmm. of, you know, the reality of what it's like to parent and to have your kids show up on time and be ready on time and make sure that they've remembered their gloves yeah. and and they've got their hair tied, you know, <laughs> yeah. when, when it was all about you and you were there as the coach and you could get yourself organized to get to the rink. Well, why couldn't everybody else be organized? <laughs> <laughs> now, why oh, yes.
0: Later? I know, right? <laughs> this is great. Uh-huh. And
2: why can't these parents get their kids to the skate shop <laughs> to get their skate sharp, sharpened? Like, come on.
0: That's amazing. I love it. I love it. It's, it so, is true. And- it's so true yeah
2: you see things in a new light and why aren't they listening to what I'm saying and why are they distracted and why can't they be paying attention and it's like okay let's just roll with this distraction this is what they're into right now let's make this into a skating exactly let's individualize
0: how we yeah well (laughs) and as you two both know is I my daughter has some invisible disabilities like ADHD and that sort of thing and and uh it has really changed how I coach and and how I approach everything to do with my coaching now. Because I see that other side of it. And how difficult mm-hmm. everything is for these kids that learn mm-hmm. differently and process information differently. And um, mm-hmm. I've become kind of fairly outspoken about that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, that in itself is a huge topic.
0: Yes. And yeah, no, uh, with
1: kids with special needs even, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, that is yeah. so they're forgotten in a way because they're kind of tossed to the side well I
0: I I feel our system even though we've made I like I I was on the our locker our coach's locker and um there's um a free a free uh course being offered online about athletes with disabilities and inclusion and that sort of thing but I gotta say like 10 years ago those courses weren't there like Kendra do you remember any of that in our training no
2: absolutely
0: not. no there's nothing there and I feel our system has kind of failed these kids and it's not just the, the sport system. I believe it's also the school system. And I mean, I could go on and on, mm-hmm. but again, that's another topic. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this is good stuff. We're going to have a lot of stuff that we can talk about. <laughs> and I'm hoping once we get rolling, we can get people listening and chiming in with their ideas and their questions, you know, that be fabulous. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. So. so now mm. that we've talked about what we love, let's talk about <laughs> <clears throat> the things we do mm-hmm. not like. So, if you had to pick your top 3 dislikes, um Deb, what do you think? What what are your top 3 dislikes about coaching?
1: Oh, wow. I sat back and I thought, well, do I need to be politically correct? No. <laughs>
0: And, and here's, because at the same, <laughs> go ahead. Well, I, I just feel if we're going to shoot the shit here and be honest, like mm-hmm. I'm going to drop F-bombs, I'm going to curse, I'm going to be my total okay. self and we're going to be real okay. because Absolutely. we, if you want to make change in this world and if you want to talk, like really show young coaches what this profession is about, we got to own it. We got to be honest about it, you know?
1: Yeah, so true, very so, true. And so anyway, okay then.
2: <laughs> it's that's the way change happens.
1: Oh yeah, it you know, very there true. Has to be yeah,
2: passion and emotion, and somebody's got to stand up for, um, yeah, the nitty gritty and the not so nice things. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there you go. So <laughs> right. Deb,
1: so yeah. my first would be the politics that go along with it, yeah. um, and that's a huge subject. Yes. Um it I'll just read what I have uh, thought about Um, needing a board to control the tasks to keep a club going. Yeah, yeah, that's big. Although I very much have appreciated a board. There's so much behind the scenes that go along with having a club or school. And you definitely do need those pe those people to, have the control of certain tasks that a a coach sometimes can be quite overwhelmed with. Although it is possible if you're Mm -hmm. a very good organized individual, you could probably do everything that's necessary in order to keep a club rolling. Um, But then there's also the other aspect of the seasonal work for myself. I'm not necessarily or chosen not to be a A professional coach that takes on um uh competitive skaters or skaters that want to compete um like I've said in before I have kept myself in the the lower range of skating um just to be able to indulge myself within that aspect of skating and I just find for myself personally the um the competitiveness of skating as a competitive coach, um, that in itself is a huge beast, <laughs> as I would put it. Yeah, that's a because, good word
0: for it, Deb. That's a really good uh, word for yeah.
1: it. It, uh, it is. Um, uh, it's, I give those coaches such a huge, like, I applaud you. Um, because it is. it is. It's another huge responsibility on their part. As a coach, just as a coach, um, not let alone being responsible for a skater or skaters, you know, uh-huh. altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I just really have a hard time sometimes financially with the seasonal work. Um, yeah, for sure. Wanting to be able to keep keep rolling through the year uh-huh. and keeping my job uh, in skating going Mm -hmm. um joe we've had that experience where we've been able to just keep that can skate level going for as long as possible Mm -hmm. and now that they've introduced the star skate realm Mm -hmm. of uh skating yeah it's it's allowed that to stretch out into uh the spring
0: and summer summer yeah
1: Yeah. and allowing that program to keep rolling through which has been wonderful in the last few years Mm -hmm. um but it is, um, it's, unfortunately, it's tough, in our area, yeah, yeah, There, there's not a whole lot of support um, within the city, uh, within the ICE yeah. um, uh, allocations of being able to have spots to be able to have a program set out where you can yeah. still keep uh, skating and coaching, yeah. making a, making a, um, a salary yeah. you know every month
0: well and um, um, so those are my yeah. few <laughs> I, wanted, you know, to, I wanted to break in for a sec there Deb because um, sure uh, this you brought up that point about um, support from the city and Kendra if you remember when we did um, our summer programs um, it was yes. easy because the Canmore the, the city or the town of Canmore allowed me to book ice and I could cancel that ice up to a week before a month, so I would oh, book gosh, a block. Yes. Of, so I could book a block, and then as long as I canceled seven days before the start of that next month, so let's oh. say for July, if I couldn't fill fill certain sessions, I could cancel that, and I wouldn't be on the hook for paying for it. The city of
2: oh, wish those I around. know,
0: right? The city of Saint Thomas does not do anything like that anymore, and in mm-hmm. fact, I'm no. pretty sure most municipalities don't. Um,
1: I don't think they've ever.
0: Yeah. And to me, I just think it's crazy. Like there are towns like Elmer that have dead ice. They're not full. They're not making money. And instead of saying, Hey, you know what? We'll give you like 50% off or they do have a special rate, but it's like, it's still over $110 or something. I, I'd have to get my oh, numbers. It's, up. Crazy. it's still crazy for an hour. It's like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're not yeah, using we can it afford
2: that, yeah. let us, let Why?
0: Yeah, I, I don't understand that that mindset at all. To me, it's not helping anybody. Um
1: right. it's not even not availing it's not even availing the the opportunities of being able to keep skating rolling. You just end up not even bothering, like you said, because of costs.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so you're not even able to start anything that could really work into Something big, or some yeah. to give the kids something to do, even yeah. through Kendra,
2: what were the summer? What were, yeah, Kendra, what were you? See? Well, I just feel that these um, municipal-owned facilities—you know, our taxes pay for these facilities—and um, we went through some um, ups and downs with the town of Canmore because they, um, at one point, allocated some public figure skating times, mm-hmm. you know, where you could drop in because they have public skating they yep. have public shinny they have women's only shinny they have um family shinny and I'm like well this is segregating and this is um you know why can a hockey player go and practice their skills for six mm-hmm. mm-hmm. fi- dollars but a figure skater has to pay a, a 120 or 180 dollars to practice their figure skating skills like that is just discrimination mm-hmm. I'm yep, sorry it is or why do we have to travel to Cochrane or to Springbank or to Calgary and you're losing our business? We're going to fill up on gas. We're going to buy our groceries. We're going to yes. dine in the yes. restaurants. Like, what are you thinking? Like, this ice is sitting here empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, so we went. It makes no sense. We went to bat for that. And, um, you know, that's that's another topic. And, you know, then the municipalities get stuck yes. on you know, professional coaches having to pay uh-huh. fees to use their public um, facilities. I'm like, well, since when does a tutor have to pay to use the library yes. to own a business? Since when does a dog walker have to pay the town to use the dog park to run their yep. business? Like, what? what is going on? We're all taxpayers here. We're all trying to live in this community and use the services that are within our community Uh and you know Mm -hmm. yeah so that that is frustrating when you look at the opportunities because we are locked in deb as you're saying (laughs) yeah with with how much income we really can um make Mm -hmm. and um and we go over and above you know and they you know, when these public figure skating sessions opened, I may have one skater and I may be teaching them a half an hour lesson. So I've made 30 like I've charged yep. them $30, yeah. but I've paid my $8 to drop in. Mm-hmm. I've yep. driven my car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have left the house 20 minutes yeah. early to be there on time. And then I, yeah. you know, then. I need another 20 minutes to get back home. So it's, it's, it, you know, I've made $30, but I've also lost. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, I'm probably coming home with $12. In exactly. My mm-hmm. And people,
0: mm-hmm. people so seem why? to think that we make so much money because of what we charge per lesson, but they don't see all of those hidden fees, right. Or exactly. that we have no benefits or <laughs> we don't yeah. get paid vacations or paid sick days or, you know, no, yep. for sure. Yeah,
2: so there's yeah. a there's a dislike. I know, right? There you
0: go, Kendra. There's one of your dislikes. Do you okay? So Deb, we got a couple of dislikes from you. Kendra, do you have another dislike?
2: Um, yeah, I just think um it is recreation and it's a privilege to be able to skate and it is a privilege um to um yeah, to be able to introduce this sport to Canadians and to children um but yeah the the whole model of Skate Canada I mean there's so much that Skate Canada does to support us (laughs) but the vault yeah I just wish that there was a way for it to be more of a business than to have to rely on on volunteers so much and then you know the politics of certain volunteers who (laughs) who are in things for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes Um, you know, and, and so that, yeah, I mean, you <laughs> you both are preaching
0: to the choir with me. I mean, mm-hmm. politics is my number one turn off for coaching bar none. I'm just going to shoot straight from the hip. I think our system is flawed. And I think particularly mm-hmm. for coaches like us that are coaching, I like to say in the trenches. So at smaller clubs, it, it exposes us to, um, to exploitation and being underpaid and overworked. Um, you've got, I've met some wonderful people on executives and I've, I've seen some clubs do really well with their executives, but the problem with executives and the way our clubs are run is you get parents in that a either have no experience with skating whatsoever or B they have Mm -hmm. just enough to feel like they know everything, which is sometimes Mm -hmm. worse. Right. Right. Yes, it is. It's very
1: hard to work with them.
0: Yeah. And then they're only in there for two or three years before they turn over. So we have to train a new batch. And Mm -hmm. many of them have their students or their, their children skating in the club. So even though they try to be impartial, or at least some of them try to be impartial, they have an agenda. They are always looking for what's best for their students or their children, I should say, right. So how are you going to get fair and unbiased? You know, I I mean, I could go on and Mm -hmm. on. And we will, I think, Mm -hmm. need a whole separate podcast or series for this. (laughs) But that's my biggest thing. And that's why I eventually, uh, when I retired, I was just so fed up, I didn't want to give Skate Canada one more dollar. I didn't want that's
1: how I've been feeling.
0: I I just felt I do yeah. I do all this work. Sorry. Right. You work and you work, you Mm -hmm. go over and above, you don't get paid what you should be paid, but you still do it because you want your club to be successful. And you end up just you end up not gaining anything. Over the years, it never gets better. It just never does. And it Mm -hmm. really takes a toll. And that's why I got out. Mm -hmm. I love the kids. I love coaching yeah. and working with the children and developing over time and seeing them grow into these amazing athletes. And I love building programs, but the politics and the structure and the way it's run, it it's just in a number on me.
2: Just giving, giving, giving of yourself. Yeah, right.
1: Then you have those and certain individuals that also want to be um, involved so much that they want to overtake, and that's really hard on coaches because they're they're very. You may have an individual for however long <laughs> within the co- within the club that um, will be ultimately really trying to run the whole thing on their own, and mm-hmm. they just want it to go their way. And it's hard to work with someone that's like that when you when you need to be a team player. Uh, it's it's difficult. It just makes that harder for yeah. you to just go into your club and yeah. have a good attitude. Uh, you got to shake it off mm-hmm. and say hey. Uh, my environment is children here, so I need to, I need to not get this personal, the personal prop uh, situation or problem that may be occurring or may not be. It's just the vibe that you're getting. Yeah, uh, shake it off and and do this for the kids and just get out there and do your job. Yeah, and uh, it can be it can, the politics of skating can be very. Yeah. It's a, a huge subject.
0: <laughs> yes, so I think we should put a peg in that because we will obviously be coming back to that. I'm sure we'll have more to say Absolutely. on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm thinking that we should probably start to wrap it up. We we had a lot to talk about. This is awesome. Um, so yeah, how's about? Um, we've covered a lot of things that we like about coaching and and what we don't like, and I think we should have a little bit of fun. Uh, For all of our listeners, you should know that we plan on doing this, hopefully, you know, in a very chill atmosphere, possibly over wine, just like as if we're a bunch of friends chatting in our living rooms, or I should say bitching in our living rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I often like to put people on the spot and ask questions that really make them think. So how would you say that coaching has made you change as a person or sorry, person (laughs) person um, for the better (laughs) and for worse? So who wants to answer that first?
2: Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I say, you know, I touched on it earlier about how um, being a parent has, has changed me, but um, as a coach, but um, I think, um, you know, there's times where I have no filter. <laughs> I just blurt everything out but then there's times where I really feel like I'm alone and I'm secluded and I don't know where to turn Aww. and I feel alone um just mm-hmm. because um you know I went into coaching as um a team player and with my eyes wide open mm-hmm. and um you know experienced some mentoring from some Lovely, experienced, mm-hmm. open armed people, yeah. um, but then there were times where I really felt like I was shut down and put in my place. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
2: <clears throat> so, um, yeah, it's it's been hard to really know where where I stand and where where my place is. Yeah. Um, uh. yeah so. Um, I, and, but, but you know what, <laughs> I have this disease, it's called passion. for <laughs> <giving>.
0: <laughs> I think we all share it. I think we all share it. That's funny. Yes. And I,
2: I can't let it go. And I'm just, um, thankful that my husband supports mm-hmm. me and, um, you know, and I've been able to, it's not a lucrative life supporting mm-hmm. financial, um, career, but, um, I've tried my best to balance being a mother and a wife and, um, as well as a Mm -hmm. coach. Um, um, yeah, so
0: great. Thank you.
2: I I don't know. I don't know if it's made me a little rough around the edge. Uh,
0: (laughs) I would, maybe it's made you a little cynical. I I find it, Um, I find it's definitely made me more cynical. And if I'm looking at the negative part, it has changed me to not have as much faith in the human condition as I used to have, which I would
1: have to agree with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me kind of sad and even, even not just executives, but how other coaches treat each other. And yes. And again, I'm going to totally own it. I've been a total biatch to other coaches at certain times in my career. I haven't been perfect. Um, You know, uh, but I can honestly say I have, and at least in the past 10 years, as I've matured and gotten older and gotten over my ego, I think I've done my best to be kind and to help and to lift up others. Um, but I do find that there's that whole other piece of how coaches treat each other. And that's not great sometimes either, unfortunately. Uh, so it's made me very cynical. Um, mm-hmm. As for what it what it's changed me as a person to be better, Um Hmm. You know, that's hard to say. That's hard to say. I think it's made me certainly more resilient.
1: (laughs) Oh, amen sister on that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Deb, how about you?
1: Well, the resilient for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, that would be the positive of, of, uh, the coaching. And I, I just, I find that it's so much easier to be the negative Then the positive, got to bring it back up, be positive and kind of be your own cheerleader at times. And um, yeah, I would have to say hmm, (laughs) um, negative part, I've, in my career, I've chosen to be the loner. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've learned to step back be the loner and not have a voice but then when i have a voice i try to be uplifting and if i can't get that route i will like be like a barking dog <laughs> <laughs> and come out and just
2: you know yeah, growl yeah. at them
1: and tell them you know like but at the same time most most times i've been that person that's learned to just adapt to my um my surroundings Uh and uh save face and play nice in the sandbox per se um with with um with coaching uh, it's probably been a better thing for me to be less is more uh uh, not saying too much just save face and so um I I've done that all my life for the for the most part but with skating, I've really felt that that is needed because you're so quickly labeled yeah. um, to being a shit disturber. To um, sometimes well, you're just too nice. God like, forbid! God forbid
0: you raise your voice as you're as a woman or you stand your ground as oh, a woman, right?
1: Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I mean, if you do, you're you're told, yeah. I, such a it's, huge subject. That one yes, is a huge yes. subject.
0: Yes. Sexism um, in coaching for sure.
1: So I have a question for you ladies. <laughs> okay. I'm just wondering okay. um, if there was something that you could actually change within the uh, sport. Um, what would be something that you would would want to change within the the realm of skating or being like for coaching?
2: Less changes. <laughs> just keeps yes. All the time. I was Amen. hoping you would Sister. say that. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah I was you hoping. Get
2: paid enough to stay on top of all these changes all the oh, time. Oh, I know. I mean, I know it's evolution. Right. And it's, you know, staying stagnant is not a good thing either. But it's, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, well, I know. And now with the world that we're oh. in with uh, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um that's thrown a whole nother loop into things but um, that's a good one
0: i I like that one that's between the isu and the the new judging system and uh the can skate and now the star skate and then they it's like just okay get it done and then let's keep it there and just tweak it a little bit here and there to make it work but stop changing it
1: (laughs) yeah like keep it for at least five years that would be wonderful (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what guys we actually have went a lot over time so I think we should probably okay. start to wrap it up I can't believe our time is up and it went so fast awesome. and um, I did. had I had so much fun did you guys I enjoyed this I had fun I'm you know looking
2: forward to the wine I know right, yeah. the next
0: time. right? we, we oh, have to too early we, we have to set a time I think that we do this preferably later at night so we can do this over wine and just really get into stuff but
1: um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That would be great.
0: Yes. We'll work on that. Okay. Baby steps, so baby I'm good, I'm just going to do our little closing monologue here. So this marks the end of our very first coaches on edge podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to us and we look forward to inviting guests on our show to fully explore with no holds barred what it's really like to coach in the trenches. And yes, I just did my little air quotes around that. Um, (laughs) stay tuned for our next episode when we will be talking about coaching in the time of COVID and how we think our profession will change as the pandemic rolls around. Uh, if you like us subscribe and tell your friends and don't be afraid to chime in with your thoughts and questions, anything and everything is on the table. Thanks for living on edge with us.